This episode of the Coach T Podcast is dedicated to head football coach of Pinconi High School, Walter Mulligan. Coach Mulligan has been battling cancer for the past few months, and with the support of his friends and family, he is winning that battle. Coach Mulligan, we love you, we support you, and we will continue fighting with you. Keep up the good fight, my friend. You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. I'm here with longtime former GVSU head coach and Laker legend himself, Mr. Rick Bullheis. Rick, how are you doing today? Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, anytime. A uh, little history about me and Rick. The first time I actually saw Rick, he was wrestling in the state finals his senior year. And I just admired the grit that he showed in that match. He fell just a little bit short. Well, fast forward to uh, two years later, or three years later, really. Um, he is actually my first college opponent at the Eastern Michigan Open. So I was wide-eyed and bushy-tailed to wrestle who I would consider an idol. Uh, and after that, we, through our mutual wrestling and everything else, we'd see each other. And, and he did one of my champ camps several about 10 years ago and uh one of the best technicians i've ever been been around so i'm I'm glad i was able to finally get you on the podcast no i i am happy to be here um appreciate those kind words um it's funny uh i i uh mutual admiration here and appreciation for for what you've given to the sport and i think it's really cool what you're doing with the podcast i'm happy to to be on here today well, thank you, Rick. I appreciate it. So tell me how you got involved in this great sport of wrestling. Yeah, so that, um, that part was, that part's actually pretty easy. Uh, my dad is a retired um, teacher and coach. Uh, he spent 25 years coaching either high school or middle school wrestling. So uh, I'm the oldest of three boys. So pretty much from the, the time I was born, I was around the sport of wrestling. Um we, we would rough house around our, around our house. We would wrestle, I'd wrestle around with my dad. Um, just, you know, just like a lot of families do. Um, but then I, my dad would have me, um, in the wrestling room. Um, he'd, he'd bring us, he'd bring me to, to the wrestling room at a really young age. Um, I grew up idolizing guys that, um, when I look back at it now, were average high school wrestlers right like but to me they were they were kings at that time because it was really cool that they how they trade treated me and um allowed me to be around the sport so i was in it at an early age um i will say this about my about my father um he was in that um he exposed us to the sport he exposed us to myself and my brothers um he exposed us to a lot of different sports um I never felt any pressure to wrestle. Um, in fact, um, my dad kind of did a lot of things as I was developing to, to kind of, I want to say slow down our development, but to make sure that it was something that we really wanted. And um, my brothers and I, all three of us wrestled all the way through high school. Um, you mentioned I was a, a runner up and um, my, my brother Bruce took fourth in the state. And then my brother Mark wrestled on a, a Hudsonville team that was uh, top eight in the state um, at team states. So um, I, he, he would do, th- my dad would do things like, um, Hey, we're not going to wrestle this weekend. We're going to do something else as a family or, Hey, we're going to, 
we're going to travel to Lansing this weekend and make a trip out of it. Um, instead of putting us through the grind and bringing us to tournament every weekend, he made us demonstrate that we were hungry to wrestle. And I think that helped us all find our own love for the sport. Um, until I was seven or eight. Um, my dad bring us um, training as a youth. Jenison at that time didn't really have a youth program per se. They had some youths that were practicing, but it was more middle school age kids. And so my dad would take me to uh, Hudsonville right next door. Um, and then, so I, I, they had so I started off wrestling for Hudsonville's youth program. And then my dad find, found good ways to get my brothers and I training. Um, we would, he would bring us to other people's open mats. Um, he would drive me take down club at Rick Smith's with Rick, Coach Rick Smith. Um, mm-hmm. So just found different ways to go find his training. Eventually, we actually got a mat in our basement, which was a game changer. We had worn out some carpet in the living room at home. Mom said enough. <laughs> mom said enough. Boys wrestling. Yeah, mom said enough's enough. You guys can't do practice with that on the on the carpet anymore. We got to find a wrestling mat. So we got a wrestling mat for the basement. And then after that, my dad started bringing kids to our house and training them. Um, some of our workout partners and some kids at Jenison that had quite a bit of success got a lot of their start um, with my dad driving around, picking them up and, and helping them train. So he coached at, at Kellogg'sville, at Godwin, at mm-hmm. Wayland. And then he was actually my head coach. And so um, he, he saw us all the way up through and, and coached all three of us at the, at the junior high level at Jenison junior high. So it's been very much a family affair, but it's been something that um, we've all, meaning my brothers and I have all kind of demonstrated our own love for the sport. So um, I was very blessed to have some success at a young age. Um, so, you know, some moderate success at a young age. And so I really enjoyed it and was able to make it my own. And, and you mentioned, I, I was, um, I look back at it now and the loss, a loss in the state finals still stings even, you know, 20 some years later. Um, cause it, those, that's, I think that's just how I'm wired, but I also hmm. know that, um, I learned so much along the, the, you know, along the journey to get to a point where I could be in the state finals. Um, And truthfully, kids at Jenison hadn't placed at the state tournament in a long time uh, before that. And there's been a lot of kids that have placed in the, in the 20 years since. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a a testament to truthfully to to my dad and, and coach Graham and some, and then coach, uh, coach Johnson. And just that, um, I think we started something going again there where, you know, at least individuals believe that they could go and achieve something pretty cool. And if, and, and there was a, a model to put the, the work in. Um, so proud of that. It's funny. I now, um, I now work at Hudsonville high. So I'm a, I am live in Hudsonville. Um, so we're a neighboring district, uh, uh, a rival district, but it's kind of cool to see that some of the continued success of, of uh, Jenison's program. It's something that, Truthfully, as a family, we're we're uh, we're quite proud of because we think we had a, a pretty we were, we think we we're, were a pretty good catalyst for that. Well said, well said. I mean, starting that, um, I want to say Jenison had uh, what was it um, was it Lanstra? Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, Jeremy Landstra. Jeremy Landstra. Um, yeah. Yeah, He's Jeremy a... was one. Of, he was one of my workout partners actually. Um, my senior year, uh, when he was a freshman, he was at at Grandville, and he and I actually wrestled in a duel. Uh, wrestled a couple times that year. I beat him a couple times that year. I got a. And then uh, he, uh, his family, his family, his family moved um, from Granville to Jenison, and um, Jeremy came together that fall and two fifty. And I was one seventy one. We were pretty exclusive workout partners my senior year. So um, keep that that year that I made a run to the finals. He placed, I think, sixth maybe at mm-hmm. 215 and then um, yeah. as a senior won a state title so um yes, I, pretty I cool i will never forget that uh when he won the state. so i was at 189 and um 215 the guy he beat in the finals was alex park from lansing eastern and it was probably one of the most exciting finals i've ever watched where they're both tied eight to eight and alex went for a takedown and missed it and jeremy spun around got the takedown with one two seconds left in the match and uh yeah. It was it was pretty pretty cool to watch it. At the same time, I felt bad for Alex. Alex was a guy that I worked out with a lot, and, and we had some battles when he was at 189. So, um, and then didn't you guys have a heavyweight too, um, Tannis? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> funny story about that is James uh, James Tannis is a cousin of mine. Um, okay. So we're we're long relation, and um, yeah, James started wrestling because my my dad. My dad convinced him that he wasn't going to be a basketball player like his brothers. So uh, <laughs> we, we helped him train, and, and he's a he's a hardworking hardworking kid, um, good athlete. And so yeah, he he placed. He had some just incredible battles with um, with Spencer Nadalski and yep. Bubba Gritter, who were around that that same that same time. So mm-hmm. I think James, if it wasn't for those two guys, probably would have placed even higher. But um, looking back at some of those matches, my my brother Bruce was this, is the same age as James, so mm-hmm. I was able to see James wrestle quite a bit um, because I was around watching my brother wrestle. So, um, yeah, we're 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 pretty proud. We think um, certainly everybody else did the work, right? Like all all those people bought in and did the work. But um, mm-hmm. the further I get away from it, and the more I, I've coached, I look back and I I, I see the uh, my dad's fingerprints on Genesis program, and it's something I'm. I'm pr- quite proud of for, for him and for, for our family. Yes, that's, that, that's an awesome, awesome accomplishment. And Jensen being in the OK Red Conference for the longest time has been one of the premier conferences on the west side of the state when it comes to wrestling. Uh, you mentioned Jensen. we got Grand Haven. you got Granville, Rockford. Um, East Kentwood had a run back there. So there's always it's always tough competitive wrestling. Holland, West Ottawa, uh, you name it. So, um, so after high school, what made you decide to go to Grand Valley? Yeah. So, I mean, I was headed, I was headed elsewhere. Um, I am very, I was, I've always been very serious about my studies and I had some opportunities at different levels and, and I had decided at one point that I wanted to maybe have the opportunity to, to play football and to wrestle in college. So I was headed towards to um, Illinois with the plan of, of playing football and wrestling at Elmhurst. Um, and I was sat on doing that. I was, I had my roommate, I paid all my deposits, I had everything. 
And um, that's that spring of my senior year. Uh, coach Mills, local coach who had, was coaching at Forest Hill Central and um, who's who had an athlete that had beaten me a couple times, Matt Stepanovich. I'll get back to him later. Um, uh, Matt Stepanovich and um, had, you know, Coach Crapson uh, at Granville. Um, those guys are starting up uh, the NCWA program at GVSU. And almost all the guys that they had on board were guys I trained with, um, traveled to Fargo with. They were almost all, all OK Conference kids from, from West Michigan. Um, it was ended up being uh, a really great fit for me. I could stay closer to home. Um, I could wrestle for guys that I knew. I could wrestle with guys that I knew. And, and um, so I, I was able to, to make a, a, a really late change. Um, but I'm, I'm so glad that I did that. I was able to go to GVSU and wrestle on the first four teams that they had there um, when they started the NCWA program back up. Um, and we found a, an awful lot of success uh, as, a, as a program and as individuals in my time there. Um, it, it's funny, I, I listened, uh, been listening uh, to your podcast, and I, I listened to Matt Bishop, Coach Bishop, um, mm-hmm. talk, talk with fondness about his time at Grand Valley. And um, uh, Matt was one of my workout partners. He just. You're oh, talking there. about Matt Bishop being your workout partner. Yeah, so Matt Matt Bishop, sorry about that. I'm, I'm up, uh, I'm way up north here, so um, <laughs> I uh, must have had a bad signal there for a second. My apologies. Uh, yeah, Bishop, all right. It makes it easy to cut. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, Matt Bishop was was one of my who was on the podcast and and is a, a Michigan legend. Um, was one of my workout partners at GVSU for my first year there, and and. Um, the transition to college for most people is it can be tough. And I've told this story to people many times that um, I'm not sure that I touched a leg off of my own attack until January. And I know, I know I didn't score a takedown off my own attack until February. I mean, mm-hmm. I just took a beating from some guys in that room, but um, I was winning matches during the season and I was just, and just getting demolished every day in the room. Um, but I look back and just know how much during that time. So really enjoyed you. And I, and I, to be honest with you, I didn't really leave until recently. Um, we could talk about that yeah. part when, I, when we talk about the coaching part. Yeah. Um, so GVSU, I mean, you were highly successful, right? I mean, uh, all American and uh, national champ. Yeah. So um, GVSU uh, competes in the national collegiate wrestling association um, some people call it the, you know, it's the club division. And truthfully, most of the teams are club teams on their campus. Um, but many wrestling fans know um, at different times, Title IX has kind of made it difficult for teams to be fully funded by the varsity program. So wrestling has, um, the NCWA has just hundreds of teams across the country and, and, and even some up in Canada that they, uh, they have a team on campus, but they can't compete in any other division and so uh the nc the the governing body for everybody else that doesn't fit somewhere else um so we as you know isaiah because we wrestled um our our, the grand valley's program has typically tried to build a division three and a a juco schedule um Mm -hmm. throughout throughout the year um 
And, and so it was fun because we would travel and go wrestle junior colleges. Um, I remember traveling up to uh, way up into Wisconsin and to go wrestle against Maranatha Baptist Iowa College. And, <laughs> um, but they were coached by Ben and John Peterson, Olympic okay. champions. And yeah, from um, Iowa State, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, one from yeah, one wrestled at Iowa State. They were they were teammates with people. Um, and I actually ended up wrestling Andy um, Andy Peterson. Uh, I was the only kid on the team that got beat that day in the duel. <laughs> and I and uh, and you know what I I learned a lesson. I learned some lessons um, on that trip back. And and um, I look back at that match and a turning point for me in terms of just get a lead, build a lead. Um, you know, continue to build your lead and, and put the matches away. But yeah, I, I found some success at GVS at GVSU. Um, I was a, a runner up as a freshman, sophomore, and junior. Um, so lost the state finals as, as a senior in high school. Lost the national finals of our division as a my first three years in college, um, and then uh, finally my senior year uh, uh, scored a takedown with 30 seconds left. Uh, over the defending national champ and wrote him out, wrote him out to win a national title. So quite a, quite an awesome way to, to finish up my competitive career. And, and I look back and I'm, I'm, I'm quite proud of, of what uh, I accomplished and what our teammates accomplished. We won some national titles as a team during that time and, and won some trophies during that time. So pretty awesome start to, uh, to the program when they brought it back in the early 2000s. Yeah, and I, and I know you guys were always tough, and I always had a, well, after wrestling you, I had to wrestle um, Brian Thomas of Coloma, yeah. who yep. was a state champ and had the probably the most devastating blast double I've ever had to wrestle against, and they were always always tough matches. But you had, I mean, Grand Valley at that time, I mean, you had some really really talented wrestlers. You had the Jervis brothers too. Yes, um, I mean, we yeah the, we had. Um, I mean, I'm going to miss somebody here. I'm going to feel bad when I. That's how I feel right now because I'm drawing yeah. like I have all these things. I mean, we we had just kids that were state champs and runners up, up and down the lineup for the whole time, the first four years that I was there. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, uh, a, I think Bishop talked about this, but we went and wrestled duels at, at Michigan State, at Central Michigan, at Michigan. Um, we wrestled the, um, out at Carver Hawkeye Arena, we wrestled in all the D1 Opens, um, Michigan State Open, Eastern Michigan Open, Cleveland State. We had kids place at all those tournaments, and people would just kind of scratch their head because they're like, they didn't even know we had a team. And then we'd show up and and put kids in the semifinals, at, you know, at the Michigan State Open or at the Eastern Michigan Open, and people just be looking around like, who are these kids? So, um, yeah, we had a really talented group. It was a fun group. Um, I look back with just incredible fondness on that, and. I'm still, you know, I still spend a good amount of time uh, with with some of my teammates from that that of that era. So um, some of them are my best friends in the world are guys that I competed with. So I won't even try to name them all because I'll miss somebody and then I'll feel bad. But yeah, we had, <laughs> Maybe, we, had some, we had some studs. You had some hammers. Maybe when I cut yeah. it, I'll put the whole list down there for everybody to to read in the in the bio there. Um, and can, what was it like? Because was that? I can help you come up with a list if we need to do that. That'd be that'd be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you know I feel like that's a podcast for another day. The 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 two thousands GVSU team. Um, gonna I like that. Idea. 
<laughs> um, you got coached by two, in my opinion, Hall of Fame coaches and Dave Mills and Tom Kreps at GVSU. What was it like being mentored by, you know, um, Dave Mills? Our connection is through Larry Powell, who um, uh, who wrestled for the Michigan School for the Blind back in 61 when they won the state title. He was a state placer. And then he coached at a variety of places. His most famous stop was at Mount Pleasant with Rod Rapp when they won multiple state titles. And Dave, he, he got to coach all the Mills brothers. Um, but that's how me and Dave know each other. And Tom, I just met a few years ago at one of our coaching retreats at Coach Mills's uh, summer cabin oh, yeah. in the middle of the woods. <laughs> I don't know exactly where it is because G- the GPS did not take me to the right place the first time. So, no, I, yeah, I'm I'm familiar I'm familiar with uh, with the hunting camp and um, no, I mean I, I've been blessed with coaches my my entire life. I mean I I youth. My dad was a coach was my one of my coaches. Um, Jack Jack Glass who was a longtime coach at Hudsonville was was a youth coach. Um, Jeff Henderson, who ended up being a longtime coach at Hudsonville after Jack Glass. Um, he's a GVSU All-American in the NA, when they had an NAIA team. He was one of my youth coaches. I ended up coaching my brother. Um, Todd Graham uh, was my high school coach after my dad. Um, my dad had agreed to coach at the high school level at Jenison just for one year and then have t- Coach Graham as his assistant. So Coach Graham was my coach at Jenison, and, and he had wrestled for Tom Kreps at Granville. Um, and so I got to see, I got to, you know, especially looking back now, but I got to see some of coach Kreps come through in the way that coach Graham approached things. Um, Dave champion, who's, um, one of, of the champion family that, and then, uh, who ended up being some administrators. And then they, uh, one of the, the Rodriguez brothers was at Jenison for a while of coach Rod from DCC. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was blessed all along with just incredible coaches to, to, to be around. Um, and the thing that's consistent that, um, and, and I think it, sp- it spills over, at least I hope into my, the way that I approach things in my, in my coaching philosophy is they all made me feel like I was, like I was important to them. Like I, like it was important for me to be there. Um, whether or not the results were there um, all the time, they, you know, I think the biggest thing for, for coach wrestling for coach Mills and coach Kreps is they, they wanted me there. They wanted all of us there. It was important to them to that everybody had a role and a place to be. Um, and so I, that, that has always stuck with me. Now they were, they'd be hard on us and they'd work, you know, they'd, they'd just work us and work us and work us, but we were willing to do that because we knew ultimately they had our best interests in mind. They, we knew that they wanted us to be better husbands, better fathers, better brothers. Um, and so I think that's probably the biggest thing that I take from that and from a bunch of those guys is, is just they wanted us around and they wanted us to be to better ourselves. And then if the wrestling got better, awesome. That was a, that was a great bonus. Um, but we were going to be we were going to be better on the other side of it. Um, Coach Kreps is somebody that my dad had taken me to his camps from the time I was really little. Um and then wrestling in USA Wrestling on the west side of Michigan, Granville hosted all the time. So I've been around Coach Kreps pretty much since the time I was six or seven years old. Um, he would always run a camp that the local the local community could come to. So I spent just numerous birthdays at camp at Granville, which was the the, the neighbor rival school. Um, and then once I got to high school age. Um, 
Forest Hill Central hosted like the local USA wrestling training camps. If you were training to go to Fargo yep. and that kind of thing. So um, I've been exposed to coach Mills uh, that way uh, because he would open up his room and we'd, we'd make the trek over there to go get, go get some good training. And so that's, again, that goes back to why I was at, I landed at GVSU, but um, I also think it speaks to them to just kind of their character. They were guys that, they were doing stuff to try to improve their program, right? Like there's no doubt about that. You bring good kids in your room, your, your own, your own student athletes benefit, but there were also guys that I know at their core were trying to improve, improve wrestling in Michigan and in West Michigan in particular. And so it was, um, they just continued that by, by launching the program at GVSU because it's, it's created a bunch of guys, coaches now um, that are impacting, you know, wrestling all over the state of Michigan and, and beyond. Um, so I love those guys. Um, again, they just always made us feel wanted and, and um, the wrestling came along because we were willing to do the work for them then. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you finished your competitive career. What made you think, you know what, I'm ready to start coaching. I'm ready to coach at the college level. <laughs> Um, that thought never crossed my mind, if you want an honest answer. Um, so, I mean, I've been helping out at clinics and stuff. Um, I, I think I was made to be a coach. Um, I, I work as a school counselor now, and I, I've told people even this week, in the last week, that um, I think that me being a school counselor is the greatest coaching job there is. I mean, I get to help coach coach parents, coach kids, coach um my fellow administrators and teachers. And so I just think I was built to coach and I've, I've been doing clinics and, and helping at youth stuff from the time that I was in junior high myself, I was around the sport of wrestling and, and helping kids learn the sport. So I wanted to be a, uh, an educator and a coach. I knew that part, that part was easy. So um, I had stayed in contact and, and involved with the program, but my first coaching job was actually at, of all places, East Kentwood High School. I, um, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I like to tell this story. My my first principal, um, Mr. Joe Beal, uh, principal Mr. Rick Smith, are guys that I knew when I was ten years old. Um, Joe Beal was my youth football coach, and Rick Smith, as I as I alluded to earlier, uh, my dad would take me to for workouts in his room because my dad liked what was going on um, with his program at that time. So. Um, I was hired as a teacher at East Kentwood High School, and, I, and my plan was to, to teach and coach there. So I, I helped uh, Rick Smith coach that year, um, learned a lot about how to engage um, high school athletes, how to engage kids that maybe they don't really want to be there that bad, but they need something, you know, but they need something to be a part of, you know, just how to make kids feel involved and wanted. Um, how to motivate kids that are are having a rough go of it at that time, how to motivate kids to be in, be a student. Um, and so I, I, I did that for a year with the plan of doing it for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. During that year, um, coach Mills came to me, approached me um, about taking over the program um, at GVSU. Now, I think it was Bishop who alluded to this. Um, if you guys have, he doesn't take no for an answer. He's very persuasive. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so the and and so the the thought had never really crossed my mind to coach. I mean, I'd, I'd stayed involved in the program and worked out with some of the guys and, and had traveled with the team some in 05 and then also in 06. But because um, I grad, I had competed, finished competing in 04. Um, but I didn't really have any plans of coaching at the college level. I was going to be a high school teacher. Um, and so I I chewed on it for a little while. So my coach needs some time to decide. Um I was engaged at that time and I decided to put it to Carla and go, Hey Carla, what do you think? This is kind of a wild idea. So um, after just one year of being a high school assistant coach, um, they kind of handed me the reins of a college program at GVSU. Um, so I started there, <laughs> started there in the fall <laughs> of fall of 2006 for that 2006, 2007 season. And, and uh, was there until just two falls ago, I guess. So, um, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy, I really enjoyed it, but it never really crossed my mind to it. It, uh, coach Mills presented it to me and then he very much mentored me along the way. He was there to help me and then, and then stepped away, um, to go be able to see his boys wrestle some more and, and prioritize his family because he'd been, he'd been doing the coaching grind at that point for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that about coach Mills, uh, how he's so persuasive, I guess is the best way to put it. Right. <laughs> persuasive. Yeah. It doesn't take no, it's kind of a double-edged sword there. Um, and you have a fantastic run at GVSU. One of the things, um, I, my first champ camp, I had three of your national champions there. Um, cause they were all uh-huh. former MCC teammates of mine, Tony Ferguson, Michael Paul and Billy Johnson, who, We'll be on later in one of my other podcasts. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, but uh, just uh, what what do you say was the the difference in when you're recruiting at 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 GVSU versus if you're recruiting somewhere else like an Olivet or a Michigan State? What do you feel like was the biggest difference? Well, it's one of those things where our, the program had had enough success right off that in some ways. Um, the program was just such a good option for kids that we, you know, the program was almost recru- was doing some of the recruiting for us. And truthfully, early on in, in, in the time of the NCWA team, there weren't that many options. Alma didn't have a team yet. Um, Trine didn't have a team yet. Indiana Tech didn't have a team yet. So, um, and certainly, you know, we have Adrian now. Just, there weren't that many options in Michigan. And so, Early on, it was really easy. It was like, hey, we got a chance to wrestle. Hi. Um, it's strong academics. And the university itself has so much to offer in terms of social life on campus, the academics, the location to, between Grand Rapids and the Lakeshore. Um, I didn't have to sell the university a whole lot. I had to help people understand what the NCWA is and that because they couldn't find us on the school's athletic website, what that, what that meant. Um, we didn't have anything to offer them other than an opportunity to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's part of the part that I loved because it was the, we ended up with a room full of guys that they wanted to wrestle. Like they were there, you know, they were hungry to compete. They felt we oftentimes ended up with kids that were afterthoughts, kids that, um, that were either afterthoughts or because they weren't recruited or a lot of kids that had taken time away from the sport of wrestling and missed it 
and they came back super hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot of the time in, in chatting with families was just helping them understand um, about the NCWA, National Collegiate Wrestling Association, and what does it mean to be on a club team um, where, you know, we, we ran our program much like, a, and I said this earlier, like much like a junior college or a, or a division three school would in terms of um, our schedule and, and the student athlete schedule and experience. Um, but it happened to be on a, on a campus that's a lot larger. So a lot of times I would, I would sell kids on, Hey, you can get a D3 type experience, not exactly the same, obviously, but D3 type experience for half the price on a campus that has 20,000 students mm-hmm. and, has D, and has D2 athletics, um, right. where you can go to a football game and watch with 10,000 peers or where you can um, walk on, walk on campus um, and, and meet all kinds of different people. So, um, there's a lot of time. It wasn't selling them on the wrestling necessarily. It was helping them understand how awesome GVSU is and, and how awesome the NCWA is to offer student athletes an opportunity to wrestle. That's so awesome. That uh, just, uh, you know, being that we're kind of rivals in the sense that I, I got my undergrad from Saginaw Valley. So Saginaw Valley, Grand Valley are kind of, um, they are rivals. We got the Battle of the Valleys with the football yeah. game every year. So uh, it's kind of funny. Ryan Lancaster, who's the head coach of West Iowa, a great friend of mine. Um, that's actually where we, we usually meet up with each other at the Battle of the Valleys. And there's always bragging rights and everything else. But um, it, it's good to good to have that friendly competition. Yeah. Um, my, my last thing for you, Rick, is your advice to those coaches that are thinking about becoming – uh, head coaches, whether it's at the high school level or at the collegiate level, like what is some advice you would give to them to prepare themselves for this great opportunity to influence uh, young people? Yeah, um, it's it's funny because I mean I was I was 25 years old when I started coaching at GVSU, so I made a ton of mistakes along the way. Um, I know that, but it's, we're all on a journey. Right. And so, um, my answer today might, you know, if I gave the same answer five years from now, it might be a little bit different, but there's a couple of things that I just continue to lean on. Um, since I've left GVSU, I've actually coached youth wrestling for a year. Um, both my kids participated in youth wrestling. I have an eight year old and a 10 year old, 10 year old at home. And then this past year, I coached a middle school team, um, the local middle school in Hudsonville Public Schools, and just had so much fun to, to do that. And then at, as full circle as it is, uh, the other middle school in Hudsonville is coached by Jeff Henderson, who I mentioned earlier, GVSU alum, <laughs> Free School American, yeah. and one of my youth coaches and my, my brother's coach in high school. So um, anyways, I, I've been able to now see, um, immediately see, like, a different level of coaching and what's it like to, you know, with the younger athletes and truthfully, I was a little lost at first um, making the transition after doing college for so long, but things, these things kept coming up and they're, they, I think a lot of coaches do these in the same way, but it can't hurt to be reminded of this. The one is, and I talked about coach Krebs and coach Mills doing this is every kid hat wants to belong to something. Everybody wants to belong to something. And so if there's kids there um, that maybe, maybe they need wrestling more than wrestling needs them. You know what I mean? Like, 
maybe they just need to be part of a team. We have to embrace that kid as a student athlete. We have to have that. There's those kids are in our program and we have, and then there's going to be kids that have, you know, drink, you know, drink the punch. They're fully in, you know, and there's going to be kids that want to win a state title. We've got to find a way to balance that. I'm big on, on trying to help make sure every kid, um, every student athlete feels belonged in the program. And that looks different at different levels. Um, I laughed because I was listening to your, your interview of Michael Donovan. Listen to some of the podcasts and it's cool because I, I mentioned earlier, Matt Bishop was one of my college teammates. And then you just mentioned Ryan Lancaster at West Ottawa. Ryan wrestled for me at GVSU um, for coach Mills. And I, um, I think he was, Ryan was there years that coach Mills and I were, we're kind of co-leading the listen to Michael Donovan um, who's, who's coaching up, up in Midland. And mm. he, he had mentioned a couple of times in his, in his interview about talking about college wrestling and how he didn't belong on the mat and competition wise. Yeah. Maybe he was in over his head a couple sometimes, but I'll tell you what, he was an incredible teammate. He was an incredible person to have on a team, just a joy to coach. I mean, he showed up, every day did everything that we asked of him and I he said in there Rick made me felt like I belonged there and I, I think that's important yeah. you know what we we needed Donovan to wrestle 125 mm-hmm. we needed Donovan to win win some bouts here and there um and there's been other athletes like that so I, I think we have to make sure everybody feels like they belong to something and at the youth level this year it it took me figuring out going like hey the kid that's new to the program maybe you let him or her because we're we're actively recruiting more females in our area to to join the program maybe let him or her lead the breakdown at the end of practice instead of an experienced kid one two three eagles because all of a sudden that kid is like hey this made me part of something Right, or maybe, or maybe it's high school kids. You gear them up really well. Maybe you get them some really nice, some really nice stuff that on the outside they can present. Like, hey, check this out. I'm a part of something. And then you you build in events to that they wear it at. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to be a big fan of, hey, we're gonna wear a shirt and tie on meet day, and you're mm-hmm. gonna look, you're gonna look sharp. You know what? No, we're gonna wear our warm up tops because you're gonna be seen in the school by uh, thirty strong. And people are going to wonder about how do I become a part of that? Right. The, the warm up top is a, the certain tie and some level does the same thing, but up top doesn't lie. It has wrestling right, right on it. Um, you know, so you have to find ways to go in and, and feel like they belong to something. People remember how you make them feel and <laughs> the other stuff will, the other stuff will come along. Um, so finding ways to keep, make people, feel like they're wanted there and can buy in. Um, I've got a ton of ideas and I could go on for an hour about just trying to, <laughs> trying to, to get people in. And, yeah. and here, I do want to share one more. That's kind of that at, even at first I thought was kind of a silly one. I'm going to, I'm going to own that and just go like, ah, I wasn't even on board necessarily for this when I first did it. But looking back at it, I think it was a, I think it, it helped some people buy in. I've been guilty of doing like leaderboards where I put up who has the most wins and, and who has the most pins on the team, so on and so forth. That's important to recognize that because right. it does give somebody, the guys on the team, something to, and the gals on the team, something to shoot for. But you know what else we started posting? 
highest GPA. Who has the best attendance? Mm-hmm. We had, we had a, a leaderboard for those things too. And you know what's amazing? Sometimes it's the same kids. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that sends a message that, hey, you know what? You can do both of these things if you live, if you live life the right way and, and you're focused and that kind of stuff. And sometimes it's not the same kids. Sometimes it recognize a kid that might go 500 as a senior and help you win some conference duels that as a freshman, you recognize them for their GPA. And that's the thing that got them to stick out. Right. Um, you know, so you got to find ways like that to, to just kind of keep people feeling good and, and part of the program. Um, the, I think I probably talk about, I, I probably talk about the most in my time with my, with our athletes, um, at whatever level it is. And I think I've probably, you've probably heard me do this at, at camps, um, is I'm a big, I'm an educator to my core. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer trying to help people help make better people. Right. Um, my dad was big on that. My, um, and my, a bunch of my coaches along the way have been, have been um, really big on that. And I think that there, there've been times, cause I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I've been around coaches where the wrestling results, at least from, from my lens as a, as someone that's observing, observing them. And maybe I've been guilty of this at times too. The wrestling results are more important than some of the other things. And certainly wrestling results have to be important, but, I want to make better people and I'm proud of the fact that we, I think I've helped impact guys that are out there coaching in the community, guys that have young kids who are trying the sport of wrestling, um, guys that are officiating. Um, I haven't had a chance to, to ladies yet, but I'd like to hopefully someday have the experience where, Hey, one of my athletes have gone on and maybe they're, maybe they're a female official out there or they're coaching, or we've just made them um, better people. Because I think we have to find ways to have teachable moments with, with folks. Because again, we're all on a journey. And so we have those teachable moments to, to I'm going to get on your case here, but this is what I want on the end result. And here's why we're going to make you a better employee. Um, I, I said earlier that my first principal was Joe Beal. Um, Joe's no longer with us, but I've told people I tell my, my students all the time, my first job interview for a teaching job was when I was 10 years old (laughs) because how how I acted as a youth football player impacted whether or not I received, even received an interview for that first teaching job. Right. And full circle, I was brought to Hudsonville public schools by a guy named Jordan Beal. Joe's son is my principal right now. Yeah. Okay. And he was my teammate. That's when we were little kids. And so I've had people all along that have tried to help me, you know, see bigger picture things of being a good human. And, you know, you don't know who your next boss is going to be. You don't know how, you know, what way these, this person in front of you, who, like I said, might be 500 might go and impact, impact, uh, you know, the sport. I'll go back to Donovan. Donovan told you he, he, he's, he's right. He didn't win a whole ton of matches in college, but he's a pretty darn good educator. Yes. Pretty darn good coach. Yeah. <laughs> Make yeah. people feel belonged. Mm-hmm. Make them better humans. Um, and the last one is have fun. Um, truthfully, one of the reasons I, I stepped away at GVSU was I wasn't having as much fun as I should anymore. 
and that was a sign was out was off and and i was my life was out of balance i wasn't spending enough time with my with wasn't able to prioritize my time enough to spend time with my family and i just wasn't having as much as as i had um and so if you're not making it fun for yourself and you're not making it fun for your athletes something's off um and and fun looks different at different age groups right like yeah. kids it's okay to play games um at Cornell, now the coach at Stanford, um, Rob Cole, they start every practice with a joke. Somebody telling a joke. He tells a joke or an athlete tells a joke. Um, different ways to infuse. The sport of wrestling itself is fun, but we also know it's really hard. <laughs> right? It's really hard. Yeah. So you yeah. make sure you're having, having fun doing it um, and make ways to do that. And you know what? If, if having fun way for keeps 15 kids – kids are into the that get some training time at all then it's good trade-off it's a pretty good trade-off because yeah. if those kids aren't having fun they're gone and then all of a sudden they don't get any training time in and your program's losing numbers um you need some depth you need it to be fun well said rick well said uh i appreciate having you on the show today a lot of great insight into your history um into the sport and your knowledge and, and the things you're passing on to these coaches. You, you've made a profound impact on me and I appreciate everything you've done and the things you've done for the sport of wrestling in the state of Michigan. And it's nice that you, even though like I, we talked about a little bit earlier, you retire from a certain aspect of wrestling, but it never quite leaves you. You find another way to help people. So I appreciate that you're still uh, getting at it and at the youth level of all things where they need, quality competent coaches that are going to uplift them and enrich their lives so thank you so much thanks Jose. i appreciate it all right rick take care you as well bye-bye thank you for listening to the coach t podcast by my dad